the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go is the confidence expressed by the King's Heralds now as they join their voices in song. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go Anywhere he leads me in this world below Anywhere without him dearest joys would fade Anywhere with Jesus I am not afraid Anywhere, anywhere fear I cannot know Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go Jesus, I am not alone. Other friends may fail me, he is still my own. Though his hand may lead me over dreary ways, anywhere with Jesus is a house of praise. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot Father in heaven, we thank thee for the privilege of prayer. We thank thee for the duty of prayer. We thank thee for answers to prayer. Bless all who hear the broadcast today and guide us each and every one in thy way. We ask in Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest Jesus, blessed Redeemer, 
sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God.
keep on trusting to keep on praying God will answer you keep on praying prayer is not in vain day by day new victories you will gain more like Jesus you will ever grow for God answers prayer. Keep on praying, God is ever near. Keep on praying, He will surely hear. Keep on praying, keep on trusting to. Keep on praying, God will answer you. Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, Answers to Prayer. Two men of God who helped me much as a young minister were A.T. Robinson and E.W. Farnsworth. The former, Pastor Robinson, was the first director of ministers under whom I worked in God's service. E.W. Farnsworth was a mighty man of prayer, with whom I often joined in seeking God's healing power for the sick. He himself was miraculously healed from an almost universally fatal disease. When Pastor Robinson was a Bible teacher in the Avondale Bible College in Australia, he arranged for Pastor Farnsworth to conduct a week of prayer with the students. For some reason, he could not come for the first three days. This caused the entire weight of the meetings to fall upon the Bible teacher. There were 13 students in the school who were not Christians. They, with three others who did profess conversion, got together and pledged that they would not be moved by any religious influence during this week of prayer. This, of course, was unknown to the Bible teacher. As the chapel services on Sunday when the scripture lesson was being given were carried on, several of these young people began to make fun in the audience. The speaker finally announced that he would not dishonor the Bible by reading from it in a Christian school amid fun and laughter. The same experience followed on Monday and again on Tuesday. And the Bible teacher went to his room heartbroken. A little later, one of the students, a young minister, came to his room and suggested that they have a season of prayer for God's deliverance. As they prayed, it seemed that the windows of heaven were opened. Now, in the teacher's own words, here is what happened. We arose from our knees. I asked, is there not a text in the Bible which speaks of the secret place of thunder? Reference to the concordance directed us to the 81st Psalm, 7th verse, which reads as follows. Thou callest in trouble, and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. I said, thank the Lord, deliverance has come. I felt just as certain of it as I did in the experience that followed. That room with the key turned in the door proved to be the secret place of the mighty God where he heard and answered prayer. On Tuesday evening, the teacher conducted vespers in the boys' dormitory. After reading from the scripture, he felt impressed to address a certain young man, one of the non-Christians, and ask him if he did not want to be a Christian. With a broken voice, he answered, Yes, Mr. Robinson, I would give all the world to be a Christian. Wonderful experiences followed that night. 
A large number of the young men prayed and wept aloud. On Wednesday morning, the Bible teacher went to the railway station to meet Pastor Farnsworth, whose first question was, How is your week of prayer going? The answer was, We have the victory. And he said, Thank the Lord. I knew you would have victory, for I've been praying for you. He was not told about the meetings of the three previous days. I urged Pastor Farnsworth to take charge of the chapel service Wednesday morning, says Pastor Robinson. But he insisted that I continue that morning since I had the work well started and that he would follow with his testimony. I shall long remember the experience of that chapel service, the teacher said. As we entered the room, it seemed that the whole atmosphere of the place had changed. I will only say that when the bell rang for dinner at one o'clock, the entire student body was standing in a semicircle in front of the platform, united in a consecration prayer season. On the following Sabbath, which closed the week of prayer, it was my privilege, my blessed privilege, to lead six of the thirteen unconverted young people, now surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ, into the water and bury them in baptism. And one week later, six more of them. The following Monday morning, the one young lady who still held out against the spirit striving packed her trunk and left the school. This wonderful experience of answered prayer and spiritual life is taken from a true life experience published in the Review and Herald, the church paper of Seventh-day Adventists. It was my privilege later to visit that school and preach in the very chapel in which this revival took place. For every earnest prayer put up in faith for anything, the answers will be returned. They may not come just as we have expected, but they will come. Not perhaps as we have desired, but at the very time that we most need them. That's a beautiful quotation from Gospel Workers by E.G. White. Remember, friends, the answer to prayer is receiving. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. 1 John 3, 22. Prayer is not merely spiritual exercise. Prayer is asking. There ought to be adoration and meditation and thanksgiving, but prayer itself is asking. That's why we're told, ye have not because ye ask not. James 4, 2. And the promise of Jesus is plainly in Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Prayer, in the Bible sense, is asking for something. If seeking is prayer, then finding is the answer. If knocking is prayer, then having the door opened is God's answer. In John 16, 24, we find the words of Jesus, Ask, and ye shall receive. Prayer is not the overcoming of God's reluctance. It is the taking hold of God's willingness. Prayer is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend. Prayer does not change God, but it does change us and our relation to God. It places us in the channel of blessing. Now, friends, notice this. There are at least three conditions to answered prayer. The first in James 1, 6. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. Prayer, then, is the key in the hand of faith to unlock heaven's storehouse. Where are treasured the boundless resources of omnipotence? The second condition is that we must put away all known sin. Psalm 66, 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, 
the Lord will not hear me. In the third place, we must have a forgiving spirit. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Mark 11:25. There's another hindrance to answered prayer, which we should mention here. Anyone who rejects light and knowingly lives contrary to God's revealed will cannot expect to have his prayers answered. Proverbs 28, 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer, shall be abomination. Jesus said, If any man ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 14 and 15. And when King Saul desired to substitute prayer and sacrifice for obedience to God, his prayer was not heard. 1 Samuel 15, 23. Let us remember then these important hindrances to prayer. In Matthew 6:31 we read, Take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. God knows our needs. We are not to worry about them, but we are to leave them in his hands. Again and again it has been proved that men in extremity will throw themselves upon the mercy of God. But why wait for such an hour? We've all read the story of Captain Rickenbacker and his group of men floating on the life raft on the sea. And in their extremity, there in the year 1942, in October, God heard them and answered their prayers. But we do not need to wait for such an hour. It ought to be natural for us to pray, especially Christians, to pray gladly and willingly at every opportunity. But experience proves just the opposite. In distress, men pray. The passengers of the sinking Titanic in 1912 turned from frivolity to prayer as they heard disaster signals and were thrown into the freezing water. It was Colonel W.J. Clear writing after he had the terrible experience of the death march at Bataan, who reported that the sergeant who shared a foxhole with him said, there are no atheists in foxholes, but why wait for disaster to pray? A visitor to the White House during the dark days of the American Civil War describes President Lincoln in prayer. One night just after the Battle of Bull Run, he was restless and could not sleep. Near dawn, he heard low tones coming from the private room where the president slept. The door was partly open. Instinctively, he said, I walked in, and there I saw a sight which I shall never forget. It was the president kneeling before an open Bible. The light was turned low in the room. His back was toward me. I shall never forget his tone, so piteous and sorrowful. O thou God that heard it Solomon in the night when he prayed and cried for wisdom, hear me. I cannot lead this people. I cannot guide the affairs of this nation without thy help. I am poor and weak and sinful. O God, thou didst hear Solomon when he cried for wisdom. Hear me and save this nation. God heard and he answered him then and there. Will he not answer today? That our prayers may be answered, there must first be a full surrender of our will to God. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Psalm 37, 4. We are to pray thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. 
In the second place, we must have a true understanding of God's word so that we may know his will. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. John 15, 7. Knowing from God's word what he wants us to have, we can truly pray in faith for that. For example, in 1 John 1, 9, we read, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Knowing from this verse that God is willing to forgive our sins, we can pray and receive instant forgiveness when we pray with all our heart. The last point we wish to make is this, and it's very important. We must pray not only in the will of God, but according as we are led by the Holy Spirit. There are thousands of questions that can be decided only by the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Romans 8, 26 and 27. What shall I ask for in prayer? The theme of my next sermon? To which person I am to speak concerning his salvation? How shall I support the local church? All of these and thousands of other questions. The Holy Spirit will guide us as we pray and tell us what to pray for. If we are not receiving answers to our prayers, let us consider ourselves. Do we harbor sin or unbelief? Are we praying contrary to God's word? Are we holding grudges? Did the Holy Spirit have full sway in our lives? Let us change our prayers or ourselves to be in harmony with God's will so that he can answer our prayers. So, friend, go forward in faith. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Blessed hour of prayer when our hearts lowly bend and we gather to Jesus our Savior and friend. If we come to Him in faith, His protection to share, what a balm for the sweet to be there. Blessed hour of prayer, blessed hour of prayer, what a balm for the weary. Oh, how sweet to an hour of prayer, trusting Him we believe that the blessings we're needing we'll surely receive. In the fullness of this trust, 
Whenever we can, let us raise our hearts to God in thanks, and together go forward in faith. And in Christian faith, we come together here at the Voice of Prophecy every Thursday morning at 8 o'clock for our worldwide prayer service. We invite you all to join us then wherever you are in a word of prayer together. And so by the golden links of prayer, we shall all be bound together about the throne of God. Have faith in God to hear and answer too. Have faith in God, cease not but pray it through. Have faith in God, His blessing is for you. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this broadcast of ours has brought blessing to you. And we invite you to join us again next week at this same time for another transcribed broadcast brought to you by the voice of prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.